1: So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Being Imitators of Christ. The Bible teaches us what all of us who are born again believers ought to do that is, keep our eyes on Jesus in order to successfully accomplish everything that He's called us to be and do. By watching Jesus, we can see what we should be like and what we should act like. Jesus gives us clear and complete understanding about how a child of God is supposed to conduct themselves in life. Through watching Jesus, we can see how we Christians should and should not live this Christian life. That's if we're going to represent him properly like we're all supposed to do. It's what we all should endeavor to do. Let me share today's message with you. It's called Being Imitators of Christ. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Why? May God has you not share in the wonderful things that he got planned for you? Why? Because you missed the mark and didn't do what he wants you to do. If I told you to come to my house at 7 o'clock and I'll give you $1,000, be at my house at 7 o'clock, but any other time I ain't giving it to you. If you don't show up in my house at 7 o'clock, you missed the mark. And so therefore you missed out on the opportunity to experience the prize that you was going to receive. Although I already had it waiting on you, although it was already set for you, I already extended the grace in your life to receive it because I told you about it. And I already had it stacked up over there waiting on you, but you didn't show up. And because you didn't do what you're supposed to do, you missed out on what God has in store for you. Trust the brother. I ain't gonna get in my car and go looking for you. Praise God, I told you what to do to get it. Is anybody hearing me up in here? And the word of God teaches us what we need to do to get it. It's already waiting on you. God's already got it for you. It's already bought and paid for for you. He's telling you in his word exactly what he wants you to do to get it. But if you miss the mark after that, then you miss out on the prize that he has. Satan clearly knows this. And because he clearly knows this, he wants to make this foggy to you so that you don't know this so that you can continue to think it's okay to do what you do. And then all kind of teaching enters the church that tells you it don't matter what you do. The devil is a liar. It does matter what you do because it determines whether or not you're going to receive the prize that's already bought and paid for, purchased and appropriated for you. God's got it already sitting there waiting on you. These things, the blessings of God are already, yeah, and amen in Christ. He's already said, yeah, he's going to do it. He already said he want to do it. Now he's trying to line us up so that we can do it in the middle of our lives like he wants to do. Just like salvation is already purchased for everybody, but everybody hasn't received it. The blessings of God is there for everybody, but everybody don't receive it. And the reason why is because everybody don't do what they're supposed to do to get what he has in store for them. That's about as clear as I can put it. Figuratively, it, it means to err, to err. That's, that's called error cut off. Error. Well, you just, you just messed up so much you don't even use the whole word error. It's just error. Just error. The error is, is doing something that's wrong instead of that which is right. The actual error is doing something that's wrong instead of doing what, that which is right. But this is the unfortunate part. The error is actually the result of thinking something is right when it actually is wrong. Thinking something is right when it actually is wrong. Therefore, the wrong is done thinking it's right. Because we think it's right, but it's wrong. Because I know, especially up in here, I know that folk ain't going to do wrong knowing it's wrong. I say, especially up in here, I know folk ain't going to do wrong knowing it's wrong. Amen. amen. I'm starting to feel like I'm in the right house now. Praise God. We ain't going to do wrong knowing it's wrong. We did wrong thinking it was at least right. We was at least fooled. We was at least tricked. We was at least thought that we was doing the right thing. But then we come out later on down the line and find out we didn't do the right thing. We're like, mm, my bad. Dang, I didn't know that. Now just tell me what the right thing is so I can know exactly what to do so I can do what I'm supposed to do. Are you listening to me up in here? Yes. Hallelujah. hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. hallelujah. If I bought you flowers and I later on find out you are allergic to flowers, oh, my bad. <laughs> let me take them back. Praise God. And let me get you, what you, get me get you some plastic flowers. Praise God, some silk flowers. Hallelujah. I didn't know that. You know? And it's the same thing here. That if we know what it is we're supposed to do, it seems as though we would do. That's why the Bible teaches us, praise God, that we don't do what we are not supposed to do. But this is what we do. Let's read it to you. He said in verse 18, We know that whosoever is born of God sinneth not. But he that is begotten of God, I got anybody here that's begotten of God, that means that you're born again, keepeth himself. Keepeth himself. That word keepeth right there means to guard to guard but it carries an elliptical statement of guard from injury or lost that we guard from injury or lost because don't none of us want to experience injury praise God so we guard ourselves from that just like we don't want to experience loss so we guard ourselves from that if we think we got a weak knee we wear a brace if we think we got a weak ankle we wear a brace If we we think that something is going to cause injury to come to me and you, we don't do that because we're trying to stay away from injury. We're supposed to keep ourselves, guard ourselves from injury or from loss. Included in that loss is the loss of the opportunity to receive the prize that's already waiting on you, to be able to share in and participate in that prize that's already waiting on you. Now, properly, this is deep, properly it means to guard both from injury and loss. Watch this. By keeping the eye upon by keeping the eye upon. In other words, we're supposed to keep our eyes open and look out to ensure we don't mess up. He's telling this is what, this is what this is what the born again people do. We don't just live any old kind of life. It don't matter. The devil is a lie. We keep our eyes wide open to be able to look around and see what's going on. Come on now. First Peter chapter five, to live sober and Vigilant. Whereas we pay attention to what's going on. This is what children know. Now, see, the world, they don't have to pay attention. They just do anything. They go anywhere, do anything, don't matter, do it twice on Saturday. And if they wake up on Sunday, they'll do it later on on Sunday too. But that ain't, that ain't me and you. We pay attention to because the Bible said we keepeth ourselves to guard from injury or loss. In other words, we're to keep our eyes open and look out to ensure that we don't mess up. Why? So we don't miss out on what it is that God wants to give out. So that we don't miss out on what God freely gives out. Because God's freely giving this stuff out. But you can still miss out on it. Are you listening to me up in here? Just like you would have missed out on that thousand dollars by not being in my house at seven. Even though it was already set up for you to be able to get it from heaven. But you're not going to get it because you didn't do what he said to do. So God said you need to pay attention to what you do. See, we, we, we pay attention to what we do. We just don't take every opportunity that comes at me and you. If somebody comes to you and, and tell you, come on, let's go to the movies, praise God. I know you don't be like, sure, I ain't got nothing to do, let's go. Oh, no, 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 I know you you got your eyes open. You want to know, wait, 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 where are we going? What are we going to see? What's it rated? Who's in it? What's the storyline? Before we say yes at that time, I'm not getting very many amens up in the house, praise God. Don't tell me you the person that go see anything. You're supposed to be able to keep your eyes wide open before you find yourself in the middle of place like, how did I get here? Because you did not pay attention like God told you to do right here. Because we're supposed to keep our eyes wide open. Anybody just don't give you stuff and say, here, listen to this. What is it? What? Well, it's just, it's just some word. From who? Come on now. You keep your eyes wide open. Why? Because there's a, somebody walking around as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And who's the whom's that he may devour? The ones that's not alert, sober, and vigilant, paying attention, keeping their wide eyes wide open. Are you listening to me up in here? You're supposed to pay attention. God's trying to tell us to pay attention. Because this church, remember, is asleep. And he's saying, like, wake up. You ain't even paying attention. you just sitting there. Doing like everything going to be fine. Getting jacked up, ripped off, took, and don't even understand what's going on. And then walking still through, dodeo, thinking that you're doing what you're supposed to do. But you foreigners gumping and walking moving forward and later on going to be lumping and going to be jacked up and messed up and wondering, how did it happen to you? Well, how did this happen? And then you're going to go by some jack leg preacher and they're going to tell you, well, God was taking you through that so that you can be able to do that, you know, because God did that to you. No, he didn't. You did that to you because God said, guard yourself, which is what we're not doing. Are you listening to me up in here? He said, guard yourself. By extension, this is good, by extension, that word keep means to withhold. That word keep means to withhold, which means a child of God withholds himself or herself from doing some things, thinking some things Mm -hmm. and conducting themselves in such a way. We don't do everything. Remember, we are disciples of the Most High God. That word disciple means learner. It means studier. It means a person who, who is taught, praise God. It actually means scholar, whereas we know this thing inside and out, praise God. But why do we learn so that we can discipline ourselves, which is another conjugation of that word disciple, whereas we discipline ourselves. When you discipline yourselves, you begin to start stopping doing some things, pull away from doing some things so that you could do a particular thing. See, remember, God wants you to win a race. God told you, I want you to run this race as though you want to win this race. Praise God. But if you're going to run a race, then you don't just keep eating like you did before you got in the race. Are you listening to me over here? If you bust up three, four cheeseburgers a day and three or four puffy tacos, praise God, and wash them down, praise God, with a big old cola. Praise God, supersize. Praise God, trust me, you ain't going to make it across the finish line. Praise God, you're going to be falling out before the end because of what you've been eating. Are you listening to me. So if you decide you're going to run that race, you have to now discipline yourself so that you can finish and win that race. If you're going to box and you're going to fight, praise God, and decide that you're going to be a fighter, you're going to take somebody on. Praise God, and you done signed up for 12 rounds long. Praise God, you don't do no sit-ups, you don't do no road work, you don't do no medicine balls. Praise God, then you're going to be needing a big medicine ball to take, praise God, because you're going to get jacked up. One punch to the gut and you're going to be through. Why? Because you didn't do your due diligence and do what you need to do by disciplining yourself. See, Christian life is a disciplined life. We don't just live any old kind of way like anybody else. We ain't out all times of day, all times of night and doing stuff and expect to win this fight. Well, you live disciplined. Are you listening to me up in here? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Losers are the ones that live any old kind of way. Winners are the ones that discipline themselves each and every day. The one that owns the company is a disciplined individual. The one that works with the company, praise God, they just didn't care what they do. They just run out any old time, do what they do. But that's why they're working for the one that's disciplined. Are you listening to me up in here? you got to be disciplined individual. God's church is supposed to be disciplined. We have narrowed in on what kind of life to live. The Bible says wide is the way to destruction. Narrow is to the way to the thing that God has in store for you. And we need to narrow our lives down and begin to start matching it according to what God says to me and you. And withhold ourselves from doing some things that we ought not do. The fact that there's some things that we ought not do means that there's some things that we need to learn. So we need to know what and what not to do. That's what his word comes in. Now the results of the child of God keeping themselves by guarding themselves from injury and loss, by keeping their eyes upon everything to ensure that they don't err and miss the mark and and, and, and withhold themselves from sinning, is that the wicked one touches him or her not. The results of doing what God told you to do is that the wicked one touches you not. Somebody say, you can't touch this. Come on, let's read about it once again. Verse 18, it says, we know that Whosoever is born of God, sinneth not. But he that is begotten of God keepeth himself, and the wicked one touches him not. Amen. But notice the and is a conjunction, conjunction, junction. What's your function? Hooking up phrases, clauses, and stuff and making it run right. To be able to bring this together with that. And God has the, the first thing is that you keep yourself, and the thing that follows is the wicked one touches him not. Which means if you keep yourself he can't touch you. If you do what he told you to do, he can't touch you. That's shouting ground right here, which means that you can move forward into the fullness of what God has in store for you. And ain't nothing, I said, ain't nothing that the devil can do to stop you because you're operating within the parameters that God gave to you. That phrase wicked one right there means hurtful one. That is evil. Hurtful one. That is evil. That's who the devil is. He is the wicked one. But notice he's the hurtful one. I was telling on 8 o'clock earlier, praise God, that I come from a hood that everybody was named in such a way was it let you know who they are and what to expect, praise God, amen, everybody named. You know, like if you saw, yo, 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 skinny, what's up? It wouldn't be hard to pick him out of a crowd because you'd look for somebody that's skinny. And there he is, dang, he is skinny, praise God, and he'd be like that skinny, praise God. Another little boy crossed the way, we'd like, yo, hammerhead, we about to play, man. Guess what he looked like? Yeah, he got a hammer head. Praise God. His head looked like a hammer. Praise God. <laughs> I'm talking about my hood. I ain't talking about your hood. I'm talking about my hood. Yo, Biggie. Biggie, come here, man. What would you look for? You wouldn't look for no little skinny scrawny dude. You look for some big fella, some kind of a way. He big, tall, big, wide, big something. He big. Praise God. Because they named him like that. Yo, Blackie. I ain't got to go into that. Praise God. Amen. Amen. You had to figure out which one he was talking to. Praise God. Because that was my hood. and I'm just talking about my hood. Praise God. Amen. Because names mean something. The Lord said, the wicked one, which means the hurtful one. Which tells you what Satan is trying to do once he touches you. He's going to hurt you. He's going to hurt you. See, a lot of people still playing with the devil because you don't know who he is. You don't know he's the hurtful one which means you don't play with him. You don't get nowhere near him. You don't open the door to him. You don't open your life to him. You don't open nothing. You don't give him no comfortable room in your house. Come on in and sit down, praise God. He's fun. No, he ain't fun. He gonna tear you up, tear your family up, tear everything up, because he is the hurtful one. We were singing, praise God, he's an awesome one, praise God. What well, the demons be singing he the hurtful one? And he he putting a hurting on as many people as you can find. I'm a pastor. I've been watching this for a little while. I watch folk get jacked up left and right. I'm watching folk saints getting tore up left and right. I'm watching houses get tore up. I'm watching finances get jacked up. I'm watching folk go crazy. I'm watching all this kind of sit around fat and lazy. I'm sitting around watching all this stuff and the devil is just hurting people's lives paying up families, destroying everything, and we still playing with him like it ain't nothing. When God told you he come not but for to steal, to kill, and destroy. That's, the, that's what's on his mind. God identified him as the hurtful one, the evil one. Evil, E-V-I-L, is the opposite of live, which means that that's why death is what's available to you when you don't live the life that God wants you to live because evil enters in, which causes you to have the reverse of the life that God intended for you. Is anybody hearing me up in here? Amen. Properly, this is deep, properly it means hurtful in effect or influence. Properly it means hurtful in effect or influence, which means not only can you have the effect of hurt in the middle of your life, but you can have the influence of hurt in the middle of your life. Are you listening to me up in here? I'm going to give you the effect first. Let's say, for instance, you had some guy living with you, praise God, that wasn't supposed to be living with you, and he slapped you upside your head real hard. Praise God, with a clock or something. Praise God. and left a little scar right there. Praise God. That's called the effect. Praise God, because it's something physical that you could be able to see. But then there's other hurts that occurred also that, that, that's not seen by most people. It's called the Influence. Because the influence now is the effect of is the mental effect of what has happened to you, to the point that now you are influenced by the fact that that's what happened to you. To the point that now, when God sends you a good man, you cannot receive that good man because every time he goes to reach for his head and stuff, you duck and run out and go through all kind of trippings, stuff like that. And because you're thinking that that's going to happen again because you've now been influenced by what happened to you. Is anybody hearing me up in here? What well, a hurtful one! Don't stop by just causing something bad to happen to you. He also wants it to be an effect and influence too, to the point that not only did it affect you on that day, but it carry around and you live it out every day, whereas you get ripped off from part of the life that God intended you to live. You get ripped off from that which God does freely give. Why is that? Because you got messed up before, and so because of that, now you slam the door and won't open it no more because of the influence that happened to you when the hurtful one came and did what he did. Is anybody hearing me up in here? That's why God said, I'm trying to tell you what to do to keep yourself so that you do not let this chump put his hands on you so that this never happened to you so that you won't have to experience the hurt both in effect and influence for the rest of the days of your life. But you can live free in life and be able to walk into the things that God has in store for you. Neither hurt, harm, nor danger about anything that ever happened to you. Is anybody listening to me? God, God's trying to tell us what to do so that the hurtful one don't hurt me and you like it is that he come to do. That he can't even touch this. Can't touch you. You know, you're listening to me up in here. Now that word touched is deep. That word touched is deep. You ready for something deep? I'm going to give it to you. It's deep. The word touch right there means to attach oneself to. The word touch right there means to attach oneself to. Attach oneself to. Which means when the wicked one comes and touches you, he's coming to attach himself to you. The wicked one wants to attach himself to a person so that he can hurt the person in both either affect or influence until it's all over. Whereas it's not a one-time thing, but it's a continual thing. Whereas it ain't like you open the door to him then, but it don't happen again, but it continues on because he attaches himself to you. Now, this didn't work that well at the 11 because they tried to act like they didn't know what I'm talking about, but 11 know what I'm talking about. Praise God. (laughs) You ever been near a person with a, with a spirit on them of lust, that the, that the moment you get near the person, you can, you can feel the lust. And that lust, listen to me, tries to reach out and touch you to the point it tries to drag you into that too. Because that's, that spirit that's on somebody else and they'll try to affect you too. To the point that you'll end up being attracted to the person for a minute or two and don't even know what's happening to you. Because it's not only going to affect you, but it's going to reach out and try to. Because see, once Satan gets on a person in any kind of a way, he's like a cancer cell. And he wants to take out the next one and then the next one and then the next one. That's why once one person get bad teaching, they try to give it to another one and then give it to another. And they'll keep calling you up and keep sending it to you and keep doing this to you and keep doing it until they can eventually touch you and then attach themselves to you, too. But that's what the devil want to do. He can't get in you because you boned again, but he can show run with you. Because you invite him in. Is anybody hearing me up in here? He can't in, can't get in you because you're born again. You are the temple of the Holy Ghost. God don't sublet his crib to nobody. Are you listening to me up in here? But at the same time, he can show run with you just like a running buddy because he'll attach himself to you. And whenever he's attaching himself to you, he's the hurtful one who attaches himself to you, which means hurt will begin to manifest in your life and it'll continue on. That's why you don't understand why is it that every relationship I get go the same way? It's because the hurtful one stayed there after he got on you that day. He ain't left. Why? Because he's going to keep coming back on you the same way he did before. That's why you keep running into the same trouble again and again and again, year after year after year, dropping, dropping the same tear, wondering why this is happening. It's because you got the hurtful one attached to you. That's what the Bible said he do. He said he attaches himself to you. He hook up with you. He the hook up. He hook up with you. And then all of a sudden, now it's you and him. Y'all just walk. Hey man, You don't even understand. <laughs> wow. This is a good teaching. That's why God said you need to guard yourself. You need to keep yourself from the injury and the hurt and the loss that comes as a result of this attachment that comes when he touches you. See, the wicked one wants to attach himself to a person so that he can hurt the person in either affect or influence. And the way he attaches himself is by a thought. The way he attaches himself is by a thought. Because if he can get a thought in you, then he will control you with that thought for the rest of the days of your life. Because you're going to think that thought from death forward. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the word of God had to say. I hope that you're seeing that one of the many things that God wants us to do is to be imitators of Him in all that we do. I hope that you're not only seeing that that's what He wants us to do, but that we do what we need to do to become imitators of God like He wants us to do. We should learn how to and do what we learn to do to become more like the God who loves and who saved me and you. That's what I'm going to do. I hope you do the same thing too. If you want to get a message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210 That's area code 210 Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassie Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'd be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on, visit us at Word of Faith. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon. Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation and you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We also invite all the young adults in San Antonio surrounding areas to come out to our Young Adult Fellowship this evening. It's called GAA. That's short for Generation Anointed and a Fire. GAA is a young adult ministry with a different flavor for a different generation. It's a ministry for young adults ages 18 through 30-ish who come together to celebrate the awesomeness of being young, brilliant, beautiful, born again, and fired up for Christ. The fellowship starts at 7 p.m. and they last until they go home. Hey, G-Dub be hanging. Child care is provided at no charge. And VIP Transportation Service is available for this too. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be so glad you did. It's just good to find some other young saints in San Antonio who are also walking this thing out God's way. Whoever thought that being young and saved is boring must not know G-Dub. And don't forget, saints, make sure that you're in church on Sunday. If you're not at work, every child of God needs to be in their father's house on Sunday. There's no substitute for being in church, fellowshipping with other believers, and worshiping God in the house of God. I believe every born-again believer should say what the psalmist said when he said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. So if you can be in church on Sunday, then be in church on Sunday. You'll be so glad you did, I guarantee you. And to all of you been a blessing to us by sending words of encouragement by letter or email to us, sharing with us that you're being blessed by the messages and that you're praying for us, I want to say to all of you, thank you. And to all of you been so kind to send financial offerings in support of our ministry, we want to say to all of you from the bottom of our heart, thank you. You blessed us in ways that we never asked or expected you to do. The Bible says, God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he so reap. Well, since all of you have been such a tremendous blessing to us, writing words of encouragement to us, praying for us, and even sending financial support to us, we know that God's not going to be mocked concerning you. God's going to do for each and every one of you what he said in his word that he would do. That is, he's going to make sure you reap what you have sown. So we thank God in advance for all the blessings that we know are coming your way because of your being the blessing that you've been to all of us in each and every way. May God richly bless all of you for blessing us as we endeavor to do what God has called us to do, that is be a blessing to a blessed people like you. So once again, thank you for being a blessing. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast next week for more of this life-changing Word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the Word? Y'all stay blessed. See you next week.